Glad to have you folks along with us. I am your host, Kevin Carroll, but the real host of the show, the folks from Asset Management Group, bringing you the golden life each and every week. Andrew Nida, Mo Pyram, good morning. Good morning, Kevin. Good morning. Feels good to be back. And the gang back together. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Briefly. Briefly. Why briefly? I've got uh, Leadership Barto oh. Retreat next week with Anna. There you go. She'll be there. Yep. Special shout out. <gasps> Is that? That hasn't been made public. I'm letting secrets out of the bag. Oh, never mind. We can't Class say nothing. Been, well, maybe she's in there. <laughs> right. We can't say nothing. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. So we finally got Mo back. Vacation yeah. was good. Yeah. That no, was awesome. It did was you, awesome. Did you there raise you any children? I didn't raise any children. I learned my lesson a few years ago. So, uh, no, seven days at the beach. No running on the sand, no but it was busted Achilles. No busted Achilles, like three years ago. But yeah, seven days didn't. Um, it rained the last day, so awesome. So it was six days of perfect weather. Nah, it's awesome. Hit the Great. beach. The, the waters were perfect because you know Panama City a few weeks ago, the the tides were pretty bad, um, and so yeah, we didn't have any issues at all. So it was awesome. Awesome kids had a good time. I had a good time. I don't think it's rained here in a week. No, oh, I know. It's yeah, very I know. dry. Got the sprinklers running. I think today it's going to rain. Sorry That'd be to, nice, man. That would be a good thing. Yeah, we could use that. So you know hot. what? You know what? Though today actually marks a fantastic day for most parents. You know why? Last day of summer oh vacation. Oh my god, kids are going back to school. I know. Rock on. <laughs> well, my wife's a teacher, so summer break's like been over opposite. since Monday. Yeah, but well, she loves it, you know. But I think for any teacher, it's it's kind of a bittersweet. So happy to see the kids. So excited, you know. My my mom is a teacher also. So I grew up with that kind of, I mean, my mom would get real excited that she was going to see the kids again, mm-hmm. and Samantha is too, and then, uh, but there is a stress associated. Oh, That's for sure. And whenever she gets, you know, kind of like, wow, it's just really tough. I'm like, yeah, it's, uh, it is tough. You you got 12 weeks vacation a year. It's it's brutal. <laughs> don't, don't go down oh, that road. Oh, then she gets so, she, don't she doesn't, go down she doesn't that love road. that. But, uh, Kevin, yeah. that's not fair. That's called poking the bear. Yes, is that, <laughs> that is not allowed on our <laughs> yes. show. Oh no, it was. We was good. You know, this year is so crazy enough. Obviously, life just flies by. But I've got three kids in three different schools this year. Wow! So uh, we have a fourth grader at Adairsville Elementary, and then Benji, who's in middle school, going into sixth grade, and then. Drew, which will be ninth grade at Adairsville High School. Wow, your first high school. Yeah, yeah. Kind of dropped the ball last night because Amy's out of town, and mm-hmm. I needed to make it to um, to all the open houses. Yeah, made it to one. Oh, you made it to one? Yeah. What happened? But she told me the wrong time. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> I've got we got so much going on in business and everything else during the day. I'm like, babe, this is what you gotta you gotta inform me on all these intricacies and details of where I need to be yeah. on the home life. You know, I'll make it. Just yeah. give me the right information. Yeah, like I need you to run that show for a little bit. <laughs> you know, she's like, all right, starts at six and seven, and uh, yeah, I miss them. General okay, they started great. at five and six. And then, yeah, I did not know that the high school was like a formal. You know, it's not like a drop in. Okay, this is this is all my fault, really. But uh, what's they, the high school? Well, you know, when you go there for orientation, I guess for the ninth grade, they had this you know big speech in the auditorium. Oh, you know, no, well, yeah. when they say it starts at you know seven o'clock, I'm thinking you know seven to eight, just drop in when you need to, get in the schedule, and I'm and like, why are y'all teaching us? <laughs> I just need no one to drop my kid off. <laughs> no, it was you know good. what? I think they'll be okay. Yeah, they'll yeah. be fine. They'll figure it out. Yeah, Drew's a smart kid. And then, okay, so I got to make a special announcement real quick. All right. I need anybody 
that enjoys, even if you don't enjoy it, but if you're open to the opportunity, and Kevin's going to, to play in our a Daresful Legacy Golf Tournament. It's on August 19th. August 19th. And we are looking for 25 teams. We are almost there. I just rounded up my foursome on the way here. Yep. Mo, Mo put it in his team. Yep. And uh, anyway, it is a awesome. It's inc- a Saturday. It Saturday. is a Saturday. Yeah, August 19th, Saturday. It's going to be at Stonebridge in uh, Rome, Georgia. The course there. That's a good course. And and we're playing for some good money, too. So a lot of great prizes. There's going to be two flights. You may not know what that means, but basically prizes run from 1200 down to 400 uh, There's six different prizes given out. and uh, But it's a fundraiser. It's a fundraiser to help support Adairsville Athletics to help us really, you know, come together as a community and just, you know, put some money into what's needed for our students and kids and, you know, equipment and, and training gear, stuff like that. So. I believe Stonebridge is owned and operated by Barry College, I think. It may be. It's a Maybe. very nice course. It's a beautiful course. It's underrated, I would say. Yeah, right. I've, I've never played. I've seen the pictures, and it looks, it looks amazing. Well, I played golf for the first time in a long time last weekend in a, in a scramble tournament. Oh, so you're ready. You warmed we up. We got second place. Oh, really? Really? Yeah, it's very exciting. Who, so there you go. Whoever played with you <clears throat> shall, well, shall play. August Those 19th. people all live in Augusta, but it's a it's an excellent. I like where your head's at. Did you go? Oh, you went to Augusta? <laughs> well, it was for a um, for a fundraiser for one of my uh, college friends who passed away. Oh. We started a scholarship in his honor. Through, that's through incredible the, through the university. And now, as of this year, we've got it endowed. So, oh, really? that's pretty cool. cool. Yeah. Congratulations! That yeah. takes a lot of money. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. For they sure. Like, they were like, we we're like, how much would it be? And we're like, you know. I was like, oh well, you know, several, uh, several tens of thousands. Yeah, wow. It's like, beg your pardon. <laughs> That's great. can you can you make a donation? So we started it nine years ago, and we finally, you know, everybody's put in. You you do enough golf tournaments, and you raise money, and yeah, do that, and finally after, but you know, it feels good. To, golf can be used to raise money for many good things. Yeah. It's kind of unique in that way. Yeah. Well, it kind of goes along with our, you know, the the book that Mo and I have been digging into and, and about to wrap up, Strength to Strength. It's, you know, it's just when you really get out there and actually ask the community, I'm always shocked at how willing the community is ready and prepared to help. You know, they just, you just got to go out there and ask. You just got to ask, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you know. be humble about it, but have a good, a good, um, you know, have a good idea behind it and good nature, and people will support. Yeah, between Cartersville and Adairsville, man, it's in, it's incredible. The community here. This county is very giving. It is very giving, very giving. And I think, you know, that speaks to it speaks to a lot about our about our community. So incredible. And if you get the opportunity, yes, please do. Shoot. i tell you what. Shoot me a text. Yeah, everybody get ready. I'm going to give you my cell phone number. That's Ooh. dangerous. Six seven eight three one three one zero five seven. You can only text me about golf. All right. Six seven eight three one three one zero five seven. Fishing. You got a golf or fishing? Yes. Or money. Talking about money. Who oh. has jumped into the Atlanta Braves? Stock? I know. How exciting is that? That was pretty cool. I saw that yeah. picture of them all on. Um, Outside the stock exchange on my, I was like, wow. What a NASDAQ? <laughs> Looks pretty cool. It was, uh, yeah, they're all wearing Braves hats, you know, in their suits. And it was like Derek Schiller and all mm-hmm. the Braves executives. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty, I mean, it's a pretty uniquely cool thing. Reminded me a little bit of, uh, well, I don't want to give a spoiler, but a recent Apple TV show 
about a sports team. There was a um, something mm. similar happened on there. Interesting. No spoilers. Did it turn out well? Yes. Yes. Yeah, I think it's going to be good, show. too. The Packers do that. Where you can buy a piece of the Green Bay Packers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can buy a little piece of the Atlanta Braves. It should be noted, um, just because you buy two shares of the Atlanta Braves, you do not get to make trades. <laughs> like That that power will reside uh, in other areas. <laughs> right. That's like, so but I'm, I'm curious, though, how that would impact, you know, being a publicly traded company. And now that you have, you know, quality shareholders, you know, do they start to look at payroll a little differently now? Now that you actually have shareholders, the Braves are good at many things. Yeah. The thing they're best at is making money. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, that is true. As a shareholder, you're probably only right with the Braves is to vote for the board, <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> I have a feeling, and I'd have to look it up, but I have a feeling that Liberty Media has the majority of shares. Yeah. I'm willing yeah. to bet that's the I case. I feel pretty strongly that yeah. that is. But by all means. Buy yourself a <laughs> yeah. few pieces of the pie. That'd be pretty cool, though. It's a yeah. winning organization. Yeah. Do yeah. yourself a. I think a I'm in for sure. Yeah, and all the and all the uh, developments at the battery, you know, that's that's part of the. Oh, they're printing money. Oh yeah, printing. Well, it's so much. Yeah, so much more than just the Braves team. Yeah. You know. It's, well, the battery's packed in the middle of January. Yeah. Right. I mean, they're it's packed when they're on a road trip and the team's not in town. Correct. It's just packed. Mm-hmm. They've got the Coca-Cola Roxy down there. They've got all the bars, restaurants, mm-hmm. endless entertainment. The I hotels. Mean, it's, a, it's like New Buckhead a little bit. Yeah. It's also a little dicey sometimes if you're there late night. Watch mm-hmm. yourself. I'm, I'm here. I'm home. As someone who only makes responsible choices. <laughs> Stock choice of that. the week. Atlanta Braves. That's a good pick. I would. Yeah, why not? why not? IPO, why not? baby. They say invest in what you know. I feel like I know the Braves. Buy go. me a few shares. Why not? Yeah, why not? I said so, that about writing, too, when I was in college. I said, if you want to write well, you have to write what you know. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, what if you're good at lying? Oh, then you write fictional, I guess. And, and <laughs> I, that, was a, that was a brief foreshadowing into modern media. Mm. What if you just make something up? Yeah, I true. digress, I digress. So, big, uh, big week. Yeah. In general, right? Earnings and yeah, good earnings. Powell came for, out. Powell came up and did what we all thought he was going to do: raise interest rates, uh, twenty-five basis points. So, what's the rate now? Five point two five to five point five. Yeah, it's up five point five, highest level twenty-two years, mm-hmm. highest yeah. since pre nine eleven, right? Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And even uh, during his meeting, he said that you know the in future hikes are on the table. So right. whether it's September or November, future future hikes are. Are in the on the table, but you know, with all the good earnings, GDP up higher than expectations. You know, the, the idea good. unemployment's good. The idea of a recession kind of has been pushed to the side. Yeah, yeah. First they they thought you know end of third quarter around the third quarter, but now easy to push to the side or maybe even beginning of uh, twenty four. So you know, the economy is looking. looking Let's good. go, baby. Let's, Let's go. Good. You know, it, it really it really brings to life the reality that once again you can't guess this thing, mm. you can't, and it's wh- it's why it's necessary to have a rules based fundamental approach to investing. Yeah, there's it's a lot, necessary. You know, a lot of people were putting money on the sidelines because mm-hmm. after 2022 or during 22, you know, it was a bad year in the market, and you know, I know people that just took money out the market altogether. And then those that were just, you know, stopped their dollar cost averaging and just had money sitting on the sidelines and they've missed out. 
you know, they've missed out on a great year. I mean, Nasdaq's up 30-plus percent, S&P at 18-plus. You know, Dow struggled a little bit, but now it's, you know, six and some change, and people have missed out. Mm-hmm. And not just not just your average investor. I mean, we've seen it happen with institutional investors. Right. You know, being being overly tactical and overly defensive and mm-hmm. emotional. Yeah, and emotional, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, we were we were looking at a uh, portfolio the other day, an aggressive portfolio, still holding in treasuries and in oh. cash, and you know, year to date, year to date, up one mm. percent and some change. I feel so bad for those investors. Leave a too. lot of money on the table doing yeah. stuff like that. Mm. Oh, a lot. And when you when you look at the compound effect, you know, we, we, we talked about this in the book that we read uh, earlier this year. But when you miss these short seasons of opportunity, when you when you leave them on the table, um, you, you say to yourself, well, yeah, I missed out on eight or nine percent. Not a big deal. But the compounding effect on the eight or nine percent that you missed out on over the next five, 10, 15, 20, 25 years of your life is monumental. Right. You know, it, it ultimately could also be the decision maker on, hey, do I retire at 60 or 65? Like these moments mm-hmm. matter, yeah. you know, and, and you just, you got to have a level head. You got to be, you know, non-reactive and mindful and have a good game plan to yeah, approach and, the markets. And for those who, you know, were sitting on the sideline, the question of, this is why you don't want a time to market it, because now you may say to yourself, well, the market's too hot now. Mm-hmm. I'm waiting for the market to pull back. Yeah, now what do you do? Now what do you do? You're in a really tight spot now. Mm-mm. You know, do you do you do you have a uh, positive point of view and think that the market's going to continue going? So now you invest, or do you still be pessimistic and think there's going to be pullback and you just wait? You know, so, procrastination. What is it? Uh, what's that phrase? Oh no. Uh, you mean waiting? Paralysis by analysis. Paralysis by analysis. Yeah, you yeah. just you or, overthink things so much. Yes, just the. I say that to my wife. Say, honey, you're overthinking it. Just a just a hair. Mm-hmm. It's dinner. It doesn't matter. It's just dinner. <laughs> You're overthinking. That's uh, you know what that's called poking the bear. You did that twice, twice today. <laughs> that's twice. You're not She's starting. not listening. You're not. You're not <laughs> She's at school. Oh Today's man. Meet and greet, well, She's I definitely school. will have a foursome signed up now because I get an audio of this and when, <laughs> a blackmail. I love it, man. <laughs> in the driver's seat. No, but you know, for for you guys here in the community, listen. Um, you, especially if you're if you're someone who is trusting an investment firm, you know, whether they're here or, or in Atlanta or maybe you, you work with a financial advisor that's out of the state, doesn't matter. It, it's your assets. And I think you got to take the time to really examine over the last 12 to 24 months and ask yourself, what was the thought process that my investment team had behind my assets, you know, going through this this wild cycle that we've been through? And, you know, make certain that they they haven't uh, guessed themselves. Mm -hmm. You know, make sure that you're in a spot left where you say to yourself, okay, this was a good ride. And and they did have some type of, you know, rules to approach the market in a cycle like this. Otherwise, what you don't want to do is, you know, invest there for the next, you know, 15 to 20 years of your working career. Maybe you're in retirement. You definitely don't want to be in that position. Yeah, and, and it's not that, and it's not that we're saying that your advisor needs to be perfect, right? Because I think perfect is a, is a uh, false doesn't expectation. Exist, doesn't right. exist. You know, for instance, you know, uh, let's just take, for example, dividend investing. Mm-hmm. Last year, dividend investing, value investing was, was awesome, right? Um, this year, dividend investing has been struggling. Dividends are good, but, but dividends are good. This year, this year that we've seen so far, you know, you look at the Dow. Like I said, it's at six and some change. So value investing has been somewhat, a little bit uh, dicey this year because of a lot of gravitation towards growth. But 
there that's still a rules based, right? So right. even if the performance wasn't what you expected this year, right? At least there was a there's a consistency behind why your advisor or you personally, if you if you're self investing, made that decision. So mm-hmm. at least going back to your advisor and saying, okay. What's what's your strategy? Mm-hmm. You know what's the, what are you going by? What are your rules based uh, investing strategy through a different seasons? I like what you're saying. So so basically, you know, don't just look at from January year to date to today and say to yourself, okay, I'm only up four or five percent. My advisor must not be doing, you know, what he's supposed to do because if you go back and look since January of 2022, you may find that hey, overall, I'm actually doing quite nicely because I've just stuck with a very consistent dividend approach. And waited over the last, you know, eighteen months. It's been solid, right? Yeah, yeah. That's a great idea, and you need to. Once again, you need to have a, a clear understanding of how your money is being deployed. What's the methodology, the recipe behind your investment strategy? You should have clarity. You don't have to understand it like we understand it, but, but ultimately, it's your it's your life, right? It's your retirement. It's your assets. It's your future, uh, and one that you need to be, you know, focused and locked in on for sure. So well, I just just stay the course. Once you mm-hmm. have once you've talked to you guys about the plan, mm-hmm. trust the plan. Right. Right. See it through mm-hmm. because market goes up, market goes down. But again, short of a zombie apocalypse, mm-hmm. it's going to recover when it goes down. Like I say to myself all the time, are we going to be is the world going to end? Are we going to have a zombie apocalypse? Not today, not today. Okay, the money can stay in the. Like, <laughs> this is America. I just right. like it's not. Th- this isn't the Hang Seng. Like no one is going to take over our our markets here. The what wh- what what's going to stop the American financial freight train? Right, mm-hmm. and investing is just more more than just domestically. Right, I mean global investing. Right. Mm-hmm. If you, you know, if you have some you know, opposition about the way the way the way the U.S. economy is running, then you know invest overseas, right? Or at least you have a strategy. At the end of the day, you have some type of strategy and approach to how a you're diversified investing. strategy like right. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it kind of goes back to you know, some of the things we want to talk about today about financial mistakes. So we saw an article with um, a, a senior money manager at one of the you know largest investment firms, and she wrote an article, and I think it was a really good article. It was eight mistakes that she's made financially over her life. Even though she's in the, the business of finance. In the business of finance. And again, it goes back to the point that no one's perfect, but you know, a little bit of a self-analysis to say that you know, here are some mistakes that she's made. And I'm sure that there are some people who have made these mistakes as well. Um, mm-hmm. So you know, one of the, fir- the first ones she mentions is Roth conversions. Yeah, yeah. So Roth conversions, well, ultimately, you know, we talked about this at the start of the year, where to save your assets, you know, where to put money back to work. And there's a lot that goes into the thought of using a uh, using a Roth, you know, if you can, first and foremost, are you allowed to? Do you have the are you under the income limitations? Um, second to that would be how do you get into a Roth if you're making too much money, according to, you know, the IRS? And then and then thirdly, a Roth conversion. And all these are are really uh, you know, sound financial choices to enhance your tax efficiency in retirement. And so what, what ultimately she's saying is, listen, you know, I've missed the boat here mm-hmm. because, you know, some of it maybe was just too convoluted, too complicated. I never really got the advice. But what she's saying is, is, you know, I could have ultimately been performing a backdoor Roth contribution. And there are seasons through her career where she has rolled over you know, old 401ks and have went seasons without employment where she had opportunity to do conversions. 
you know, oftentimes I think people, you know, in their mind, they're saying to themselves, hey, I'll worry about the tax game when I'm retired. And and it's just not the it's not the best thing to do. I mean, it's best to be mindful of what, you know, tax decisions you can do to enhance your financial picture every year. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, yeah, Roth conversions was definitely one of the one of the tops on her list. Um, Another one was uh, HSAs. Yeah. Yeah. That's such an underutilized tool I've seen. You know, it's uh, you know, if you do it the right way, it's triple tax, triple tax benefits. You know, you get pre-tax contributions. Mm-hmm. You get tax deferred growth, and then as long as you use it for medical um, expenses, you get tax free withdrawals. Mm-hmm. So you know you have to have a high deductible plan to do it. But yeah, I mean that's another way, especially for high income earners, if they're looking for ways to put more tax deferred money away. Let's say they've maxed out their four hundred one ks, they you know they can't do an IRA for it for some reason. They're looking for ways to get some tax deductions today. And HSA, if it's available is another great way to put some money away and then obviously save for medical expenses, but again, planning for your retirement. And I, I want to say something there real quick, too. If you're in your 40s and 50s, and, and not that not to avoid the 30s, but if you're in your 40s and 50s and you have the ability to make a contribution to an HSA and your cash flow is such that if you have a medical expense, you don't need to actually use the HSA, you can pay it out of pocket, It is. it would be to your benefit to begin to max contribute to these HSA accounts, especially if your goal is to have an early retirement, because one of the biggest challenges that we find people face to retire at 60 or you know 58 or 60 years old is the fact that they're going to have to cover a significant amount of health insurance premiums right. up until Medicare, which begins at age 65. And so, you know, I would highly encourage you at, you know, in your 40s and 50s to, man, start flooding the HSA Mm -hmm. and basically, you know, self-insure your health insurance costs for retirement, you know, and only pull pull from that account if you actually need it and if you can't cash flow the medical bill. Right. That's great advice. Yeah. I I know several, my, a couple of my wife's, a couple of my in-laws, her aunt and uncle retired early at 60. And they have paid through the nose to get from sixty to six that bridge sixty oh, yeah. to sixty five before Medicare. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're it's it's insane the premiums, unbelievable. Now think now think about this. Think if you could put if you could put back six seven grand for you and your spouse every year for ten years from forty to fifty. Let's say, okay, you're going to have seventy plus thousand plus interest, right? And then you let that baby grow for another decade, okay? Now you're sitting here with, I mean, Lord knows, I don't know the exact number, but, you know, $300,000 in an HSA, and you're able to retire early, and the majority of what's paying for all your health insurance is just tax-free earnings. Mm. It's not even your contribution. Love it. It's beautiful. But but once again, you know, timing is of essence, and, and you need to deploy an approach like that early enough you know, in your life to be able to make that happen. But yeah, just a small thing that you can do a few hundred bucks a month. And let's be honest, you know, we, we live in a life where a lot of people, a lot of people, not everybody, but a lot are making a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, increasing that uh, contribution from 2% to 4% towards your HSA is, is near nothing, yeah. you know, from a net deposit perspective. So I would definitely consider it. We have uh, an HSA program that I take part in here and it's it's fantastic. Now I do use mine. I don't, you know, I'm not in a position to never have to use it, but it's, um, it's a great thing. You know, maybe things are a little bit tighter in a month or, you know, some unexpected 
thing comes up and then, oh, I got a, you know, a $500 bill for new contacts or saw a specialist or something, and you just take that card and it's bloop, bloop, money's yeah. already there. Yeah. Nothing to, there to know, cover. It doesn't come out of your, uh, it's just nice to have it when you need it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I believe at a certain age, um, you can just use it for anything. Is that mm-hmm. correct? Yeah, it's 65. Mm-hmm. So eventually you can say, well, how much money is still on this thing? A lot. I oh, can still I can use do anything it. with it right. at that point. You know, um, I know this isn't on the list, but I'm thinking of it because I, I can't remember if we mentioned it last time. But uh, the do we the change in Roth IRA? I mean, uh, five twenty nine plans. Um, so five twenty nine plans. You, you, it just came to my mind because you said you could use it for anything. A five twenty nine plan. Remember, you know, for us, we've kind of I'm not going to say stepped away from it from recommending it, but we've just had our thoughts and opinions about it because of its limited use in in the past and our concerns about overfunding such a, a vehicle creating more you know penalties and complicated distributions from it later but now you know if a child doesn't use the 529 for higher education it just rolls right into their own individual Roth IRA and now that that's a game, a game changer, changer for my you know for the safety of the parent to invest money for their child's education and they yet they have the uncertainty because I got three boys and I'll be honest with you I you know, I could probably, you know, pre pre-assume exactly what my oldest two kids are going to do. I mean, they're just that way. They're definitely going to go to college. But my youngest one is probably not going to go. If you were on the show last week, you heard it, right? We're talking about roping and <laughs> tying up calves, you know. So, like, he's just probably going to go to, you know, either a specialized school or he's going to go straight to work, which is fine. Um, so, for him, you know, you're playing this game as a parent. Should I fund it? Should I not? Don't want to put too much money there. But now with this new rule having the ability for that 529 to roll into this Roth, that's not a bad thing. Yeah. You Especially know. now, you know, take Jake's age, for example. How old is Jake now? Is nine? Be going into fourth grade, yeah. Fourth grade, yeah. I mean, think about nine years old, have that money continue to grow, defer, um, and then when he's 30, you know, that's a great present to give him. Not right? bad. That's not bad. That's a yeah. great present to give him. He may Jake's going to run a ranch. He is going to run a ranch. He might use it to open up his own ranch. Yeah, maybe he'll start his own. <laughs> yeah, he probably will. <laughs> No, I may start one with them, but, you know, long-term care. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, long-term care. You know, not planning for long-term care it can be, you know, we speak with our clients, especially those in getting close to retirement and those in retirement, the the concerns about um, long-term care insurance or just long-term care planning is on top of mind now. Not necessarily saying you need to go out and purchase a long-term care policy, right, an insurance policy. That's, you know, there are some questions about, you know, the, the – uh, you know, how, how well do they play within one's plan between the premiums and what happens if you don't ever use it? But just planning around long-term care, whether it's self, you know, whether you're going to self, uh, self-fund your long-term care, use a policy, use a hybrid policy, use an annuity for, you know, for your long-term care needs it are. But uh, the idea of the fact that people are living longer and the cost of long-term care, especially for private care, um, you know, right now it's about 108000 a year. That's in today's mm-hmm. dollars. So you, know, you fast forward twenty years from now, what's that going to cost? You know, the cost of medical. You know, we just talked about with outrageously the HSA. outrageous, right? And there, but there are solutions out there. And maybe we do this. Um, I want to continue this article into next week's show. Yeah. And maybe we actually run some quotes on some long ter- on long term care policies and, and talk about it on the show live. But it's uh, there are some products out there. We looked at one for a client the other day that I thought was an incredible fit, but it was a hybrid policy. It was it was a long term care insurance benefit on top of a life insurance chassis. 
And so it insured our clients uh, in a way that they got their money back regardless. You know, either I use the benefit for what it, what I purchased it for, which means I go into long-term care and I need the service, or, you know, God forbid, he Lord takes me home early. I don't necessarily need the, the, the benefits of long-term care. And then my estate receives a death benefit. And so there are unique solutions right. like that out there that when you look at the math behind it, you're like, ah, this makes sense. Well, that's a lot of very interesting uh, topics and more stuff to get into um, next week for sure. Long-term care HSAs, those are real-world problems and solutions that people deal with a lot that we can get into more uh, on this show. It certainly interests me uh, quite a bit. You know, have my parents have gotten to a little, you know, more advanced age. Dad's 71, mom's 68. Those are just natural questions that you have about the mm-hmm. best when you're you're moving forward for the with those things. What are the best ways to help them and maybe relieve the burden if you can? And uh, just do it the best way you know how. Uh, so that's more information to uh, to help with that. And we'll talk more about that next week. You can contact Andrew and Mo at Asset Management Group six seven eight seven nine two five eight five five again. Their office, 678-792-5855. Or go see them in Chuck's old building and now Andrew and Moe's building, 102 North Bartow Street, Suite 100 here in Cartersville. 102 North Bartow Street, Suite 100, The Greenhouse. Investment advisory services offered through Asset Management Group, a registered investment advisor. Andrew Knight and Moise Peran provide general information, not individually targeted personalized advice, and are not liable for the usage of information discussed. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles should not be considered investment advice or a recommendation to buy or sell any of these financial vehicles. This information should also not be considered tax or legal advice. Individuals should consult with a professional specializing in the fields of tax, legal accounting, or investments regarding the applicability of this information for their situation. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Any comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance and annuity product guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing company and are offered through Asset Management Group. By contacting Asset Management Group, you may be provided information regarding the purchase of insurance products.